Welcome back to the Squared Sports Podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, Lane Frank. We're now episode 96. It's for 96 episodes through, and I got action-packed episode planned for you. NBA opening night is tonight. So much going on in the NBA. I'm giving my award predictions. MLB, we got the championship series going on right now. NFL and college football, great weeks we had there. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode 96. Let's hop into it. Let's start with episode 96, how we always do, the headlines in the NBA. It's opening night, everybody. I said I'm going to give my war predictions and everything else later on the episode. I'm going to give you my finals pick, my everything pick later on the episode, my preseason award show later on the episode in the NBA rundown. But right now, we're going to talk about the games on opening night. First game, we got, I mean, Lakers playing tonight. LeBron James seems probable, says he's going to be probable. I don't even know why he's on an injury report right now. But LeBron James should play in this one. But the interesting thing right here is, Jordan Poole on the other side. Jordan Poole got his amazing contract. It's just interesting to see right there. Jordan Poole gets his amazing contract. Another player who got his amazing contract was DeAndre Hunter. Outside of those two players getting their contracts, not much news news in the NBA. Maybe Russell Westbrook, the drama going on with him right now. Is he going to play tonight? Is he going to start? Is he going to come off the bench? What's the issue with him right there? Is he injured? Is he going to start? Is Pat Bev going to start? What's the deal going to be right there? Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook, in my opinion, both start in this game. More talk about an NBA later on in the episode. Let's move to the NFL. We had an action-packed week number six. The Washington Commanders started out Thursday night football. It was an atrocious game. It was actually better than the week before, but it was still atrocious. Had a good ending. Darnell Moody, I thought that was a touchdown. At first, then you see the second angle. Oh, he bobbles it. He goes out of bounds. No touchdown. Commanders win. I started Brian Robinson in my fantasy league because Damian Pierce was on bye week, and Brian Robinson produced. He got me 12 points, and that's amazing right there. In his second career game, Brian Robinson, just amazing stuff. Eight weeks after being shot, plays in the NFL game, starts in the NFL game, and gets touchdown. Congratulations, Brian Robinson. That's amazing stuff right there. But a sad part, the Washington Commanders, Carson Wentz going down. You're going to have to play Taylor Heineke now. Now, for all the people who are saying, Taylor Heineke is an upgrade over Carson Wentz, I disagree with you fully right there. Carson Wentz is a serviceable NFL quarterback. I'm not saying Taylor Heineke can't ball out because we've seen him ball out in his NFL career before. We saw him beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. We saw him play well against the Carolina Panthers in his real first NFL game against the Carolina Panthers as a Washington football team quarterback when Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins went down. So yeah, interesting stuff right there, my opinion. Washington Commanders going to be without their star quarterback. Not star quarterback, but their quarterback for a few weeks. Carson Wentz going down. DeAndre Hopkins, everybody, though, he's back. He had a six-game suspension, and now he's back. Kyler Murray gets DeAndre Hopkins back, but not with that price. Marquise Brown, his star receiver, has gone down with a foot injury. He'll be out for the rest of the season. That's a good wide receiving core. If you have Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins, but now you don't have Hollywood Brown, now you're going to be even more dependent on DeAndre Hopkins. If you're a fantasy owner, that's great. If you're not, that's not so great. But still, for the Cardinals... You don't have the best record in the NFL right now. You're sitting at two and four. You have a playoff squad, but I don't think you make the playoffs this year. It's a tough division to win right now. You're already down the tiebreaker if it comes down to a tiebreaker between you and the Seahawks, which I don't think it will. It's tough stuff right there by the Arizona Cardinals. You're going to lose again to the Rams. You're going to lose to the 49ers. That's my opinion right there. Arizona Cardinals getting DeAndre Hopkins back, though. That should bring some help. The Philadelphia Eagles are 6-0 and right now. Amazing stuff right there. 6-0, and who I think is the best team NFL Philadelphia Eagles, they showed up on Sunday Night Football and beat the Eagles. They controlled the game from the jump, didn't give up the lead once. 
Yes, they allow a little bit of a comeback right there. Still played great. Philadelphia Eagles played amazing in that one. Playing amazing this season. I'm not sure if they can go 17-0. But they're 6-0 right now. Philadelphia Eagles playing pretty well. The Atlanta Falcons beat down the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday. Bit of a shocker to me right there. San Francisco 49ers, good defense. Going up against a pretty lackluster offense in Atlanta Falcons. Marcus Mariota, not the best quarterback. A bust. We all know that. But he played pretty well in that one. He balled out. Interesting stuff right there from Marcus Mariota. Can he prove his way into the playoffs this year? Buccaneers aren't playing great. Saints aren't playing great. Panthers might be the worst team in the NFL. What if the Atlanta Falcons find their way into the wild card? What if? A lot of bad football going on right now in the NFL. Maybe the Atlanta Falcons find a way to sneak on in there. They beat the 49ers. A big one for them. The New England Patriots. Bailey Zappi time, everybody. Amazing stuff right there from Bailey Zappi. I picked the Patriots to win that game because Patriots... Have, doing pretty well this season. When I did my Browns take, I said they lose this game. So I picked them to lose this game again. What do they do? They got blown out. The Cleveland Browns are struggling right now. They're 2-4. and four. I said they only won two or three games until Deshaun Watson's return because of how their schedule played out. That's about what's going on right now. Interesting stuff. The Cleveland Browns, do you think they can win any more games until Deshaun Watson comes back? Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Do you think this Cleveland Browns squad can make the playoffs? And if not, what do they need to do to fix it? Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Leave your answer in the comment section. Let's move to a happy note in the NFL. The New York Jets, everybody, are amazing right now. They're sitting at 4-2 after an awesome win against the Green Bay Packers. I mean, awesome win. Crazy stuff right there. Taking down Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. The Giants took down the Packers. That was in London. This was in Green Bay. Sauce Gardner looking like a generational talent. Zach Wilson getting the job done. New York Jets rolling right now. 4-2. Cincinnati Bengals, though, not rolling right now. 3-3 three and three on the season. Tough losses. Steelers, Cowboys, Ravens. Two of those teams are playoff contenders. Steelers aren't. That's a winnable game if Evan McPherson makes that extra point at the end of the game. But he misses it. Because the long snapper messed the snap up. And then the holder messed up a few things. Evan McPherson and the Cincinnati Bengals team. I know he's not the leader. I know it's Joe Burrow. They need to be better right now. You're a Super Bowl contender. You need to be better than 3-3. Three and three. I think it's the way the schedule played out for the NFL. NFL, the schedule they made for this season, seems like a lot of bad football is going on right now, in my opinion. Like Tom Brady said, I don't think it's parody in the NFL. I think it's a lot of bad football going on right now. In my opinion, a lot of bad football going on right now, including Cincinnati Bengals, but team playing great football right now. My New York Giants did not 5-1, going to an easy game this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're not even favored. I'm picking them in this one. I'm picking on Squared Sports Game Day, but I'm going to give you a hint right here. Giants, Crushed Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville at TIA Bankfield. I think they win this one. New York Giants 5-1. I picked them to lose to the Packers. I picked them to lose to the Ravens. I picked them to lose to the Cowboys, which they did. But still, Giants playing great right now. Maybe I shouldn't pick them. Maybe if I don't pick them, they win. But if I do pick them, they lose. Which I have to wait and see. My Giants rolling right now at 5-1. Pittsburgh Steelers, great when they got against Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. But Mr. Trubisky played pretty well in this one. But Mike Tomlin says, slow your roll. Kenny Pickett's still my guy if he's able to go. I don't know if Kenny Pickett's going to be a go this week, but that's a risky move right there with Mike Tomlin. He threw Kenny Pickett into the fire. They would have lost that game if Kenny Pickett played in it. Not Kenny Pickett's fault, just being a rookie, making dumb mistakes. Mitchell Trubisky also making dumb mistakes as like a fifth-year veteran. But still, Mitchell Trubisky, in my opinion, right now, is a more serviceable quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's move over to the Buffalo Bills who have their franchise quarterback, and who have a franchise team, one of the best teams maybe they've ever had. Maybe they can win a Super Bowl finally. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills, 
beat down Kansas City Chiefs. Tony Romo, congratulations. You picked it. 24-20, Buffalo Bills won that one. Josh Allen shows off his athleticism. The hurdle. That's a thing a lot of quarterbacks can't do. You're not going to see Tom Brady extending plays like that. You're never going to see another quarterback extending plays like that. You never saw Breeze do it. You never saw Roethlisberger doing it that much. You can see Josh Allen doing it. You can see Patrick Mahomes doing it, but to an extent. That's my thoughts right there. Bills, second best team in the NFL right now, with the Eagles being number one for me. Now, Denver Broncos, everybody. The last topic right here, NFL. Played on Monday Night Football. I picked them to lose that game. They lost that game. But I think they get the wheels back next week if Russell Wilson is playing. Russell Wilson has a hamstring injury right now. It could be very significant, maybe seven to nine weeks, or no weeks at all. Just depends. Russell Wilson spends apparently $1 million a year on his body. If he does that, he still misses five games a year. That's not great stuff right there. Russell Wilson needs to play for this Denver Broncos team to get their, I mean, to get Ron. In the first half, he was cooking. First quarter, he's cooking. Second half, he's the same old Russell Wilson that we've seen this season. It's Russell Wilson, everybody. Get your stuff together. That's about for my highlights on the NFL. Let's move to MLB. We have the championship series going on right now. The Phillies beat down the Atlanta Braves in four games. The Padres beat down on the Dodgers in four games. Two very unexpected picks. I said that series would go to five, and the Dodgers would win it. Dodgers lost it in four. I said the Braves would win that series in four. They lost it in four. The Yankees, I said they would win it in four. They won it in five today. And the Astros, they swept them, but a different kind of sweep. It could have been a sweep for the Mariners if things went other way. If Jordan Alvarez doesn't hit a walk-off home run, they go up 1-0 in that game. In that series. If Jordan Alvarez doesn't hit a game-leading home run game two, they probably win that game. If they get even one run in that 18th inning game, they win the series. Could have gone either way. I'm picking the Yankees over the Astros. I picked them to win the World Series. I'm sticking with that. That's about for the headlines this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, score of sports game day. Let's pick the NFL games of the week. Thursday Night Football, Saints versus Cardinals. Two struggling teams right now, both coming off losses. I got the Cardinals winning this one. They have to win this one. You cannot fall to 2-5 and five in the season. Just not happening. Cardinals win this one. Falcons versus Bengals. Bengals get the wheels on track. They won last week. Good game. Got to 3-3. Three and three. They win this one again. 4-3 and three. Cincinnati Bengals over the Atlanta Falcons. Colts versus Titans. I got the Colts win this one. But yeah, it seems like every year, Titans stack up these wins. But not this year in my eye. I got the Colts winning this one over the Titans. Ending the Titans streak. Giants versus Jaguars. I already gave my pick in the headlines. I think the Giants win this one. 31-17. Give me the G-Men. Go Big Blue over the Jaguars. Browns versus Ravens. Browns not doing well this season. I picked them to lose this game. Preseason, I picked them to lose this game. Again, Ravens over Browns. Jets versus Broncos. Broncos playing pretty terrible right now. Jets obviously one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Like I said, I think Broncos get the wheels on the track right now. They start playing better. I said it last week. I said they're going to lose to the Chargers, but then they're going to get the wheels going next week against the Jets. Jets win the hot teams in the NFL right now. I have them getting upset this week by Russell Wilson and Denver Broncos. Seahawks versus Chargers. Seahawks. Geno Smith. Rashad Penny out for the season. DK Metcalf playing pretty well. Is it real? Can you buy into the hype? As of now, I say no. So I'm taking the Chargers in this one. Chargers, Justin Herbert. They're giving him a lot of attempts. He's not really producing as much. Justin Herbert. I think he's 17-17 all-time in his career. 
That's not such great stuff right there. That's not such hot stuff right there. Having just a 500 record in your career. But he gets on track in this one. Beats down on Seattle Seahawks. Last game. Game of the week. Chiefs versus 49ers. Not a lot of great games this week. But I think this is the best game of the week. 49ers go defense. Stifling defense. And then you got the Chiefs. High-powered offense. Chiefs are more bad than the 49ers. Chiefs lost last week. So the 49ers. Patrick Mahomes again motivates his team better than Jimmy Garoppolo's again motivates his team. Give me the Chiefs in this one over 49ers. That's five for Squared Sports Game Day. Leave your picks in the comment section. Now, on Squared Sports Stream, I've done a lot of coaches. I'm going to continue that trend and do another coach, a college football coach. Last time we did a college football coach, it was Mel Tuck. This week, I'm doing it on James Franklin, head coach of the Penn State Navy Lions. They lost this Saturday, 41-17 against my Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, another season of him disappointing his fans. James Franklin, since 2016, 0-10 against top 10 teams. 0-10. No wins, 10 losses. Let's break it down. Since that 2016 season, they start out the season 3-2. Two losses, one to Michigan, 49-10, and one to Pitt, an unranked team at the time. Unranked team, didn't have a great season. They upset Clemson that season. Okay. But Penn State goes on to have a miraculous season after that. They beat Ohio State. So that makes them only one loss in the Big Ten. So if Ohio State beats Michigan and Penn State beats Michigan State, Penn State's into the Big Ten championship game. And that's exactly what happens. Penn State makes it into the Big Ten championship game and they beat a top 10 team in Wisconsin. The last top 10 team, James Franklin beat. Next game, they go into the bowl game. They play in the Rose Bowl, and they lose in Pasadena. Maybe the greatest Rose Bowl game of all time. They lose 52-49 to 49 off a game-winning field goal by Matt Formeister. But there's a lot of hype going into the next season. Again, Saquon Barkley back. You lose Chris Garwin, but you bring in Deshaun Hamilton. You got Trace McSorley back at quarterback. You got an amazing defense. What are you going to do? Well, you're going to start the season, and you're going to rise your way to the number two team in the country. You're going to beat down on my Michigan Wolverines, the team that just beat you. The year before, 49 out of 10. That 2017 game against the Michigan Wolverines is my single moment, saddest game I've ever seen from Michigan Wolverines. That's the worst I've ever felt after a Michigan Wolverines game in my life. My least favorite game ever. 42 13, they beat us. After we just beat them 49 to 10 the year before. Tough stuff right there. 42 13, we lose. So Penn State stays number two team in the country. They go into Columbus. They play amazing in that game, and then they blow the lead. And this is where the wheels fall off for James Franklin forever until now. That's college football playoff team in Penn State right here. There. They're the number two team in the country. And they blow a 19-point lead to Ohio State. Okay, they moved down to number five, I think it was. But you can still get your way back into the college football playoff race. You're in the college football playoff race. You just can't lose any more games. But they go against Michigan State. And they lose to an unranked Michigan State team. Okay, you don't make the playoff. You make it to a bowl game. You win your bowl game. All right, going to 2018 season. Let's see what they can do. Another rough season. They go 8-4, and four and they lose in the Citrus Bowl. 2019 season, you got the hype back again. You start the season 8-0. and no. You beat my Michigan Wolverines in Happy Valley. Ronnie Bell drop game. Ronnie Bell catches that pass. Michigan wins that game, in my opinion. But Penn State starts out the season 8-0. and no. They go up to Minnesota, Minneapolis. And they lose that game. And here's another moment of James Franklin teams failing at the wrong time. They lose that game. And if you don't lose that game, you win that game, 
you're probably in the college ball playoff that season because your other loss is to Ohio State. But if you're a one-loss team with one loss to Ohio State, you're 11-1, and one, you don't win your division, I think you probably still get into the playoff. That doesn't happen because of bad coaching late in the season by James Franklin. 2020 season, the wheels fall off. They start out 0-5. They're terrible. I don't even think they made a bowl game. 2021 season, last year, they couldn't do much. Sean Clifford was not a good quarterback. They didn't play well. They lost against Iowa because of bad coaching. The bad coaching here is all on James Franklin. That's pretty much my recap of Penn State up until now from that 2016 season. We're in 2022 right now, and they have the hype again. They have that 2019-2017 season hype where they start the season 5-0 right now, and they go up into Ann Arbor, Michigan, and they get the lead 14-13, and he can't control his players at halftime. He can't even control himself at halftime, getting to a fight with the Michigan Wolverines. R.J. Melton, Michigan safety, said a Penn State player threw a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at him during the game. James Franklin gets picking fights in the tunnel after the game. They lose 41-17. to What's the future of Penn State football? They can't recruit like they used to. They're not winning games like they used to. They're still riding that high of that 2016 Rose Bowl losing season. James Franklin, in my opinion, is not the right guy for this Penn State football program. This program is a lot of history. A lot of good and bad history. And a lot of ugly history. Get better, Penn State. Get better, James Franklin. You're who I'm screaming on this week. Bad coaching. That's all it is. Bad coaching. That's who I'm screaming on this week. That's bad for Squared Sports Scream. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, top five. This week's top five is the top five teams in the NFL. According to me, Squared Sports, top five NFL teams. Let's hop into it. Number five. It's going to be an unpopular pick, but it's the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, Lamar Jackson cost them a lot of games. He cost them the game against the Dolphins. He cost them the game against the Giants. He cost them the game against the Bills. And probably a few other games in there. But he's still a dual threat. He can still win a playoff game for you. He's still a good quarterback. You still have a good defense coordinator in Mike McDonald. You still have a great head coach in John Harbaugh. The most underrated head coach in NFL history. You have the best kicker in NFL history. You have a good defense, good offensive line, running backs are getting healthy. I think they get better. Number five, Baltimore Ravens. Number four, Minnesota Vikings. They can pass the ball, and they can run the ball on you. They have one loss this season and a blowout loss on Monday Night Football to the Philadelphia Eagles. Kirk Cousins obviously can't play in primetime. That's expected. Non-Kirk Cousins primetime, they're undefeated in the season. Give me Vikings number four. Number three, Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, they have a loss to the Buffalo Bills. And that's not their only loss this season. They lost to the Indianapolis Colts. That's bound to happen with this Chiefs team. They're going to win the playoffs for you. They're probably going to end up making the Super Bowl, in my eyes, if not the Buffalo Bills. They're going to lose games in the regular season. They're going to make those mistakes. But they're going to clean them up by playoff time. That's always what happens with the great ones. Like the Patriots-led Tom Brady teams. Like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers teams, even with Tom Brady. Maybe not this season, but last season, year before. Kansas City Chiefs, I think, will do the same. Chiefs, number three. Bills, number two. I got to give Bills their respect. Better record than the Chiefs. They just beat the Chiefs. Bills, number two. And number one, you already know who it is. I already said who it is. The Philadelphia Eagles. That's about for my top five. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, didn't know everybody. This week's didn't know is talk about a better Big Ten football coach than James Franklin. My Big Ten football coach, Jim Harbaugh. Didn't know Jim Harbaugh. Excluding that 2020 COVID season. That season should just be extinct from anybody's mind. 
extinct. Didn't even matter. Michigan had, had Don Brown and stuff, Josh Gass and stuff. It wasn't a great season. Staff was terrible, excluding that 2020 football season. Jim Harbaugh has never, ever lost to a team at home. Not named Michigan State, Ohio State. Yes, you have to beat your rivals at home. But he's beat Michigan State at home before, and he's beat Ohio State at home before. Yes, he's lost to them at home before. But that shows something. He's undefeated against every other opponent he's ever faced at the big house, except for Ohio State Michigan State, excluding that 2020 season. Wild stuff right there. He also has three perfect seasons, undefeated at home. 2016 season, 2018 season, and the 2021 season. And it will be the 2022 season. Leave Dawson in the comment section. That's about for my Jim Harbaugh, did you know? He's going to get a perfect season anyways. He's going to go 12-0. Hopefully go 13-0 with the Big Ten Championship. And then hopefully find a way in the National Championship. That's about for my did you know this week on Jim Harbaugh. Didn't know that? Leave down in the comment section. Now, I told you it was coming. It's the NBA Rundown by Award Show. Let's hop into it. First award I'm going to give her right here. Who is going to be the most improved player in the NBA? Mr. Improved is what I like to call it. I think this year it's going to be Cade Cunningham. Last year I said be Cam Reddish. I was way off. This year it's going to be Cade Cunningham, my ass. Cade Cunningham played pretty well last season, didn't win rookie of the year. He's going to have a bigger role this season. He's going to play more games this season. I think he wins the most improved player, Cade Cunningham. Defensive player of the year. This is a tricky one right here. But Jimmy Butler called Bam Adebayo the best defense player in the NBA. So I'm sticking with Jimmy's pick. Jimmy Butler does not win defense player of the year, but Bam Adebayo does. Bam Adebayo is my defense player of the year. Who's your defense player of the year? Leave your answer in the comment section. Now, for my two surprise teams in the NBA, let's call it the Cleveland Cavaliers Award from last season because Cleveland Cavaliers were the surprise team last season. The year before, I called the New York Knicks Award because the New York Knicks was a surprise team from the 2020 season. But this year... I'm calling it the surprise team, the Cleveland Cavaliers Award. This year, it's the Washington Wizards and the Indiana Pacers. You could say, these are two teams who could be terrible this season, and they could be, or they could be pretty darn good. I think the Wizards can find themselves in a the playoff position. Rui Hachimura, going to have a good season. Denny Avdia, prime for a breakout season. You got Bradley Bill. You got Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah, young, hot shot rookie Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin. Yeah, Corey Kispert. Who says no? Washington Wizards have a good season in my eyes. For the Indiana Pacers, I think they also make the playoffs. Miles Turner, one of the most disrespected players in the NBA. He is. Injury riddled. Big down the healthy season. Tyrese Halliburton, one of the most underrated players in the NBA. We all know that. Buddy Heald, he can play. Benning Mathurin, they can play. The big men is what I'm worried about right now. Big Rick Carlisle's got down there to play. This is a good team. Indiana Pacers, my surprise team. Coming out of the East and Washington Wizards, my two surprise teams of the year. Now, who's going to be the worst team in the NBA? Last year, I said the Cleveland Cavaliers would be the worst team in the NBA. Boy, that backfired. I'm going to choose the Utah Jazz for this award this year. Utah Jazz, their best player right now is probably Colin Sexton. They're probably going to give up Jordan Clarkson before the trade deadline. This is not looking like a good team at all. Top to bomb, not a good team in my eyes. They're not going to make a big trade. They gave up a lot of their pieces. Not a good team at all, in my opinion, right now. Utah Jazz, worst team in the NBA. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Do you think Utah Jazz is the worst team in the NBA? Leave your thoughts in the comment section. I'll give my best team in the NBA, my finals pick, later on in the segment. Coach of the year. This is a pretty easy one for me. If the Lakers win 50 games, if they win 45-plus games even, 
Darvin Ham is the undisputed, unanimous coach of the year. Cuts the Los Angeles Lakers. And I think he can get the job done. I talked with Darvin Ham, got an interview with him about a month ago. You can go watch it. I think it was episode 88. You can go watch it right there. Darvin Ham, interesting NBA head coach, was a great assistant coach for the Bucks. I think he wins coach of the year in his first year as the NBA head coach. Now, rookie of the year. He's on the Indiana Pacers. He was their top draft pick. He's out of Arizona. He's a shooting guard. It's Bandic Mathurin, everybody. Bandic Mathurin can play ball. He can shoot from three. He can take you down the post. He's a three-level scorer. He can play defense. He's a dual threat. Bandic Mathurin is my rookie of the year. I don't think any of the rookies get as much as big of a role as Bandic Mathurin does. I think Bandic Mathurin, it's a big role. Maybe he starts over Buddy Heald, over Tyrese Halliburton, whoever it might be. Bandic Mathurin is my rookie of the year. Now, MVP, before I hop into my finals picks, my MVP of the 2022-2023 NBA season is Joel Embiid. Last year, I picked James Harden. That did not work. He got traded, trade deadline to the Philadelphia 76ers. Joel Embiid said, okay, Nicola, you won MVP this year. I'm coming up for it next year. I'm trusting you, Joel. Win MVP. Joel Embiid wins MVP. I was thinking about putting John Morant. But what's the ceiling for John Morant? Did he reach his ceiling with his stats last season? That might just be it. Luka Doncic, how big of a role is he going to have? I don't know. Joel Embiid is my MVP right now. Now, for my finals picks, who's going to come out of the East West as the winner? Who will win the Western Conference in my eyes this season? Is it going to be the Los Angeles Lakers? Nah. I think LeBron James doesn't carry them that far. Maybe to the conference finals. Maybe to the semi-conference finals. But not to the finals. Is it going to be the European champions going to say Warriors? I don't think so. I think they have a little bit of a setback. I think Draymond Green plays terrible this season. I think that's just a matter of the fact. The Phoenix Suns, they can't repeat what they did last season. They had a great regular season, but they failed in the playoffs. I expect that again. And then the season, even a worse regular season. Luka Dodgers at Dallas Mavericks. That was a great season for them last year, but that's their ceiling as of right now, making the conference finals. I don't think they can get over that hump to make the finals. The team I have coming out of the West right now is the Los Angeles Clippers. Everybody. You got Kawhi Leonard coming back after a torn ACL. Last time Kawhi Leonard played a game, they were in the conference finals against the Phoenix Suns, and they took them to six games. That shows me a lot right there. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, one of the best duos in the NBA. Give me the Los Angeles Clippers. They're mixing young with the old. Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, those young guys, mixed with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Ivaka Zubak. I got them winning this game, winning the West, over any other team. Clippers win the Western Conference, in my opinion. Who will they face in the NBA Finals? It was a toss-up from right here. The Philadelphia Sixers, the Brooklyn Nets, who I think might just be the two best teams in the NBA. But if it comes down to the wire, I would have to go with the Philadelphia 76ers. Celtics are out of the conversation from me right now. The whole Emilio Doc situation. Playing with Joe, which is, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name right now. He's their interim head coach right now. Is Emilio Doc going to come back next season? We don't even know. So many questions right now with this Boston Celtics team. I can't put them there. I got to go with the Philadelphia 76ers. And in this finals matchup, I would pick the Philadelphia 76ers. Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid, James Harden, Tobias Harris, Matisse Thibel. Who says no? Straight up, best team in the NBA, Philadelphia 76ers win the NBA Finals. That's about for my NBA Rundown Awards show. I think this is the third year we've done it. The fourth season of covering the NBA. We did it in the bubble. We did it the year the Bucks won the championship. We did it last year. We're doing it this year. Stay tuned, Squared Sports fans, for an awesome NBA season, awesome season of NBA coverage. Stay tuned. 
Now, what lane would I take? San Francisco 49ers edition. Now you can say, what's there to talk about the San Francisco 49ers? We're not even midway through the season. Well, we're two weeks away from the trade deadline. And the best player in the market right now is Christian McCaffrey. Put all your chips in the fire. I don't care who it is. I don't care how many draft picks it takes. Put all your chips in the fire of Christian McCaffrey. It's not for this season. You are nowhere near a Super Bowl contender this season, despite what you might think with Christian McCaffrey. It's about next season. Not with Trey Lance. Not with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think the best push for the San Francisco 49ers, it would break down the NFL. It would be one of the best teams we've seen in a while. And they would win the Super Bowl the next season, in my eyes. If they went out and they picked up Lamar Jackson free agency, he's going to be a free agent. Who knows if the Ravens can re-sign him? He's a franchise quarterback with no franchise to play for after this season. San Francisco 49ers, it might seem like it's the Ravens game to play. Ravens just have him locked up. I'm not so sure about that. They haven't surrounded him with so much talent. He's got Devin Duvernay playing like a wide receiver one right now. He'll have weapons in San Francisco. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. He'll have an offensive mind head coach. Unlike John Harbaugh and Kyle Shanahan. No shade John Harbaugh right there. He'll have an amazing run of game with Christian McCaffrey. He'll have an awesome defense behind him with Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Jimmy Ward. That's an awesome defense right there. Who says no? Straight up, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey. And I mean, this is just fancy right here, but what if that happens? Doesn't see so far of the realm. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, some moves that have to be played right now to trade the line. But there's rumors going around. Lamar Jackson, though. That's the big one right there. Trey Lance. Is he a franchise quarterback right now that's looking like a huge miss? That whole draft class kind of looked like a huge miss outside of Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Mac Jones, we don't know the future of him with Bailey Zappi. Justin Fields not playing like a franchise quarterback. We don't know about Trey Lance yet. Tough stuff right there. That would be insane. That would break the NFL. That's the move they need to make a Super Bowl. It's fantasy, like I said. But that's the lane I would take. Do all those tricks. Try that. Just take an attempt at it. Who cares? Because you're not going to win Jimmy Garoppolo. You're not going to win Trey Lance at quarterback. That's my thoughts right there. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's bad for what lane would I take this week. Now, College Football Showcase entering week eight. An action-packed college football weekend we had last week. An action-packed college football week we're going to have this week. Let's hop into it. Now we roll my top 25, then my hot takes, then my game of the week pick, which this week is Syracuse versus Clemson. Let's hop into it. Number one, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Number two, my Michigan Wolverines go blue. Number three, Georgia Bulldogs. Four, Tennessee Rocky Top. Number five, Clemson. Number six, Alabama. Roll Tide. Number seven, Ole Miss go Rebels. Number eight, UCLA. Great matchup this week against Oregon. Number nine, TCU. Prove me wrong every week, TCU number nine. Ten, USC tough loss to Utah last week. Number 11, Oregon go Ducks. Number 12, Syracuse, amazing matchup this week against Clemson. Shoot your way into the college ball playoff race. Number 13, Kansas State. Sneaking their way up there. Go Wildcats. Number 14, Penn State. Nanny Lions, not so mighty right now after the loss to Michigan last week. Number 15, Texas Longhorns, moving their way up. Number 16, Wake Forest. Kind of just laying around right there, moving their way up. Number 16, Wake Forest. Number 17, North Carolina. Go Tar Heels. Number 18, Illinois. There's amazing stuff right here from Illinois. We're going to break it down later. Number 19, Kentucky. Go Wildcats. Number 20, Utah. Amazing win against USC last week. Proving their way into my top 25 again. Number 21, Oklahoma State. Tough loss to TCU. Number 22, North Carolina State. 
Number 23, Purdue. Number 24, Tulane. Number 25, LSU, go Tigers. Let's break it down. 25, LSU, great win the swap against Florida. Tulane, number 24. They're playing great football right now. I got to give them their respect. Great win against Kansas State, who's been an amazing team all season. That's their only loss to Tulane. So yeah, Tulane, number 24. Purdue, just moving their way up there. Number 23, North Carolina State, another tough loss to Syracuse. When's it the point where we unranked North Carolina State? Devin Leary's going to be out for the rest of the season. We're just going to have to wait and see. Lucky I'm putting them in this week. Oklahoma State, what are you doing? I, I mean, I shouldn't have backed down to my pick. Preseason, I didn't have them ranked. I didn't have them ranked till about like two or three weeks ago. And I had them ranked pretty high two or three weeks ago. But now I slide them down. I should have just stuck with my original thought. This team was fake all along. I should have just stuck with that. Number 21, Oklahoma State. Number 18, Illinois. Go Illini. Brett Bielema playing Big Ten football. Chase Brown running the ball like crazy. 18, Illinois. Number 17, North Carolina. Heartbreaker. I'm a Duke football fan. I went to the Duke football game against North Carolina. Drake May. This man has guts. This man is an amazing college football quarterback. He proves his way. He had one minute, 30 seconds, one timeout. He had a fourth and five play. He converted it. And then he gets a touchdown with 16 seconds left to win that game against Duke in a rivalry game when they were down two possessions in the fourth quarter. Congratulations, Drake May. And North Carolina, you're number 17. Prove me stuff right there. Penn State already broke them down, number 14. 13, Kansas State, playing great football right now. 10, USC. I'm sliding them down, number 10. Terrible game against Utah. Terrible. End of game. Just couldn't get things going. Defense. We all hype up always. Couldn't do much. Ole Miss, number 7. Got a great matchup this week against LSU. Ranked on ranked, in my eyes. Alabama, number 6. We all know it. They lost to Tennessee last week. Go Rocky Top. Are we still rolling tide? Or are we maybe going Bulldogs right now? Who's going to win the SEC? Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Number five, Clemson. Just being consistent, Clemson number five. Number two, Michigan, and number one, Ohio State. Let me break that down right there. Ohio State right now is playing like the most complete team in the country. Now, I think in my eyes, my Michigan Wolverines are the number one team in the country because they're the most complete team in the country, but they haven't fully unleashed it yet. They show glimpses of it. They're not unleashing it yet. Ohio State Buckeyes are decimating all their opponents except for Notre Dame. Now that's looking like a worse and worse win every week because Notre Dame is 3-3 three and three right now with the loss to Stanford, which is just terrible stuff right there. Marcus Freeman, is it his season? Is it his time in Notre Dame? Or are they going to go a different route in the offseason? We're just going to have to wait and see. But that's my top 25. Stay tuned. Hot takes still to come and game of the week. Stay tuned. Now, College Bros Showcase, the hot takes. Now we roll six hot takes, game of the week pick, which this week is Syracuse versus Clemson. First hot take I got for you right here. Miami gets their fourth loss in the season to the Duke Blue Devils. Duke Blue Devils, Riley Leonard, looking like an NFL quarterback. He can run the ball well. Ooh, he played Houdini last week against North Carolina. A 65-yard rushing touchdown in the second quarter. Then getting touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Duke should have won that game. I was ready to rush the field. But they lost with 16 seconds left. Riley Leonard, a good quarterback. They're going to go into Miami. They're going to stop in the Hurricanes. Miami Hurricanes, they fooled all of us this year. More than Notre Dame fooled us. Miami Hurricanes go down to Duke Blue Devils. That's my number one hot take right there. Next hot take. Syracuse cuts it closer than you think against Clemson. This isn't my game pick right here. I'm not saying they went outright. I'm going to pick that later on if they went outright or not against Clemson. But it's going to be closer than you think. Spread is 13 right now. They don't lose by 13 points. They might even win this game. Just wait to see my pick in about two minutes. UCLA upsets the Oregon Ducks. I love the fighting Dan Lannings of Oregon. 
But Bo Nix is going to turn to Bo Picks in this game. UCLA and Dorian Thompson Robinson run the ball well. Oregon doesn't. It's up in Eugene. I still think UCLA wins this one. Give me the Bruins. Send Oregon out of their college ball playoff hopes with their second loss. Texas blows the doors off of Oklahoma State. They need a statement win. They get it right here. You want to get a statement win? Blow the doors off your team that crushed you last season, Oklahoma State. They ended your college football playoff hopes last year, Oklahoma State. They did. But Texas can get back this year. Quinn Norris played pretty well last week against Iowa State. But if you want to make a statement, yeah, crush Oklahoma State. I think they win spot one by 10 plus. Give me the long horns over Oklahoma State. Horns up. Ole Miss beats LSU. LSU favored right now. And I think Ole Miss might even win handily. They might win by 17 points, 15 points, whatever it might be. A lot of people are picking LSU in this one, which I don't get. A lot of people are saying it's a very high possibility LSU blows Ole Miss out, not Ole Miss blowing LSU out. I'm here sitting here saying, we just saw this LSU team lose to Florida State, who is looking like frauds right now. We saw this LSU team lose to Tennessee 38-7, and we're seeing this Ole Miss team undefeated right now, run the ball with Quid Junkins and Zach Evans and Jackson Dart. Why not say Ole Miss crushes LSU on the road? Let's do it. They beat them last year in a crushing defeat. Almost crushed LSU last year. Let's do it again. Almost beats down LSU. Last I'll take right here. Kansas State gets an upset win over TCU and cements themselves as a top team in the Big 12. They're amazing right now, Kansas State. Adrian Martinez, zero interceptions. It's sad stuff right here. It's really sad stuff, actually. Adrian Martinez has zero interceptions this season at Kansas State. He threw 35 in Nebraska. All because of that one man, Scott Frost. Remember that squared sports scrim on Scott Frost? Yeah, well, he deserved it. He ruined Adrian Martinez. He ruined Wanda Robinson. He's ruining Casey Thompson. Here he ruined Casey Thompson. He ruined so many quarterbacks, but I'm glad to see Adrian Martinez finally balling out. Deuce Vaughn, second best running back in the country behind Blake Corum. He's amazing stuff right there, Deuce Vaughn. Some of the greatest vision I've ever seen out of a college football running back. Kansas State been rolling since that game against Tulane, a good Tulane football team. So Kansas State... Beats the Horned Frogs. I'm going to keep on fading the Frogs until they finally lose. And I keep, I think they lose this week. I'm fading them again. Give me Kansas State. TCU goes down. Frogs, Sonny Dykes, the miracle comes to an end. I love Max Duggan. I love his story of almost having to retire from football. Getting benched at the start of the season for Chandler Morris. Chandler Morris goes down in game one. And then throwing 16 touchdowns and one interception. It's awesome stuff, Max Duggan. Pedro Martinez and Kansas State take you down. You can still win the Big 12 but not at the hands of Kansas State. Kansas State beats you in this one. Kansas State gets the upset win over TCU. That's about for my hot takes this week. We're going six of six. Now, for the game of the week, Syracuse versus Clemson. It's in Clemson. Historically, Syracuse usually beats Clemson. 2017 season, Syracuse wins. 2018 season, Clemson squeaks by Syracuse. Last drive of the game. 2019, Pretty much the fiend game. 2020, I don't even remember that one. 2021, Syracuse blows it against Clemson. They probably should have won that one. It was in the Carrier Dome. They blew it. Now this one, 2022, they finally get the mojo back against Clemson. Garrett Schrader, the best quarterbacks in college football. Sean Tucker, pleased with his performance. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Sean Tucker running back for Syracuse. Every single week, he makes a tweet. Win or lose, he's been doing it for the past two seasons. He tweets, if he's pleased with his performance, or if he's pleased with his outcome of the game. He says, I ran for 250 yards today. I'm pleased with my performance, and I'm pleased with the outcome of the games. We won 50 to nothing against Wagner, but there's still more to come. Sean Tucker will be pleased with his performance this week. Hashtag pleased. Give me this one. Sean Tucker and Syracuse get the upset win of the week over Clemson. I picked Clemson. will lose last week. They didn't. 
That pick and lose against Florida State. They didn't lose. That was a close game, though. 34-28. They take a loss at the hands of Syracuse. Maybe closing in on their college ball playoff hopes or Clemson right there. Syracuse going to have that advantage in the ACC. Maybe ending Clemson's college ball playoff hopes, which you have to wait and see. Syracuse takes down Clemson. That's about the college ball showcase. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, I know we're all kind of stunned that the Padres are in the NLCS over the Los Angeles Dodgers, me included, but I said at the start of the season, Padres are the more complete team than the Los Angeles Dodgers. After the first 30 games, I put them over Los Angeles Dodgers, which was the correct move, after all, but I backed down from that later on. I shouldn't have. They had the perfect pitching. They had Blake Snell, Hugh Darvish, Mike Clevenger, Joe Musgrove, Josh Hader in the pen, Juan Soto. Manny Machado, Jerkson Profar, Trent Grish. Fernando Tatis, we all thought was going to come back. He didn't, but they want Soto. If they have Fernando Tatis during this lineup, that's deadly. That's the greatest team of all time type of potential. They don't. Still a great team. Still can win the World Series. I still think that they have a shot winning the World Series against the New York Yankees, who I think beats Houston Astros. They're the most complete team in MLB. We should have realized it sooner. That's my take on the San Diego Padres. Leave a thoughts in the comment section. Now, best for last question day. This week's question is, who is the worst team in the NFL? Is it the Texans? Is it the Panthers? Is somebody else? Leave your answer in the comment section. I'm going with the Panthers. P.J. Walker is going to be their starting quarterback. If it's not him, it's going to be Jacob Beeson. If it's not him, it's going to be a healthy Sam Darwin when he comes back. If it's not him, it's going to be Baker Mayfield in about 10 weeks when he comes back. This is a terrible team right now. They have no Robbie Anderson. D.J. Moore can't get the ball. Terrible stuff right around the Carolina Panthers. They need to draft the quarterback. That's the thing they've missed on so many years after year. Draft a quarterback. Don't get a quarterback bust. You took on Sam Darnold, you took on Baker Mayfield. Time to get an actual quarterback in the draft. Time to do it, Carolina Panthers. They're the worst team in the NFL, my eyes. That's about the question today's week. That's about the Squared Sports Lane for episode 96. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter at Squared Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review the best sports content in the world. We'll be back next week, episode 97. Stay tuned.